You think you know me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rewriters Room. We are the men with the pen. We hope you all had a fantastic holiday. It's the boy Armand, journalist, editor, podcaster, um, former leader of the Otis Hive, the Otis Money in the Bank Watch. Um, as of now, you know, I, I am Bianca Belair Hive, but I'm definitely looking for like another home for myself um, with, with a wrestler. Um, so we'll, we'll see what I decide to do in 2021. Fellas, how, how y'all doing? We good. Hey, man, look, you got a lot to choose from at the top of the year. You see how they, like, kind of set everybody up to, like, for some new stuff at the top of the year. You might be you might, you might might be able to find a new home. Uh, for everybody listening, this is your boy, CC in the building, um, a.k.a. Young Old CC, a.k.a. Too Many AKAs, a.k.a. Uh, Systems Theorist. Um yeah, we're just here to have a good time and talk some wrestling. And uh, I, one thing I just want to get out the way right now, I love TLC and I love what WWE is doing with most of its roster right now. Because um, you have to look at how many people and how many stories you're interested in. A lot of good things are happening right now. Also, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just great. It's a great time. Get some rest, too. It's the end of the year if you're listening to this. Or maybe it's not the end of the year. Maybe it's next year. If it's 2021 when you're listening to this, Wow, you made it. <laughs> it was under there. Chan, what's your uh, brother? Nothing much. Uh, you know, it's Channing, kayfabe only. Uh, hashtag team test. Uh, hashtag uh, Bill Goldberg watch. Uh, <laughs> I have recently, uh, not recently, uh, officially put in my paperwork to accept Roman Mains as my uh, tribal chief. Nice. I have officially put in the paperwork to acknowledge him on both the state and local level. Nice. Um, so hopefully that goes through and I can, you know, be a part of that. Um, Hope everyone's staying safe, you know, getting back to it. Absolutely. Yo, bro, bruh, real quick, before we get into it, just this is my hot take before anybody, if you want to stop the show after I say this right now, not that you will, or maybe you don't debate, you know, you're going to debate it or whatever. I don't really pay attention to other people's ratings. I just rate things how I rate them. Roman and KO gave us two five stars in one week. I'm just going to say that. I'm sorry. They did. Back bangers. You feel how you feel. They back did. to back bangers. <laughs> they did. <laughs> And well, yeah, uh, we can definitely get into that um, before we get into the, the unfortunate news. But uh, yeah, man, TLC, I really, really enjoyed. Um, you know, a lot of people look at TLC because it's in December, the end of the year, like WWE is going to go lazy with it. But AJ and Drew delivered. I thought that the Miz cash in was cool seeing him lose it, even though, as we saw on Raw Monday, he, he, got, the, he got the briefcase back. Um, Charlotte coming back. Charlotte and Asuka, Asuka beating Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. I didn't know who was going to dethrone them. People thought it was going to be Mandy and Dana. People thought it was going to be some other team I can't even think of because they're not that relevant. But Charlotte and Asuka, given Asuka that double champion look, which she deserves, um, Charlotte coming back. And, yo, bro, and we talked about it in the group chat, but Charlotte coming back to a crowd, the pop would have been insane. And it it was, like... Not that it was disappointing because there wasn't a crowd, but it was just like, oh, Charlotte's back, but mm, the, the, the noise and the energy doesn't really match 
the level of excitement. Like we haven't seen her since she lost the NXT title to Io Shirai in, the, in that great triple threat match with Rhea Ripley. So it's just like people have been waiting. She's been teasing it on social media. And then for it to happen and her to come back and win a title is like, oh, word. But that's one of the moments, one of the one of the the many moments this year where I'm like, damn, we really, really missed a crowd there. Yeah, like every there's the last honestly, the last three months have uh, have me at the point where I'm just like, oh, I need to like buy tickets for WWE events more regularly than I already like I need to do it like because I'm seeing so many things where like, you know, maybe you catch like a bad show here and there or whatever, but people are having moments like a good uh, this is just a real quick aside this past raw if you watch um, Drew coming down the ring. The angle that they gave him coming down the ring, how he was talking coming down the ring, it felt, I felt like in that moment, the same way I felt when I was watching like Stone Cold, The Rock, and those people coming down at the ring, where I was looking at them and I'm like, oh, you're this person now. Like, you're up there. Like, it, people are having moments and it's great to have fans to experience that. So it's, man, when we can get back to that, you know, that's going to be dope. But yeah, stay safe so we can, please. Guys. Please. <laughs> Please. And uh, not to mention, we, uh, you know, Randy caught a body. So, I mean, that's great. Bro, Woo! just, just Look, man. arson. Just, you know, just casual <laughs> arson on a Sunday. You love to see it. You, and they say, the name of my and they'll still say Carson. Vince doesn't take Tony Tank's chances. And he does. Yeah. He, yo, first of all, listen, Vince, like, the problem with Vince is that he takes too many chances. A lot of <laughs> times are, like, sexist or racist. But... <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this no, was yeah. murder. This he he just he just opted for murder this time. He's yeah. like, yeah, chose violence. <laughs> I yeah, chose I remember, violence. and it, I love that moment because I remember being nine years old and being like, hold on a second, they just burned that guy alive on TV. He's dead now. Hold on a second, they're gonna show me this on TV. Like, is that real? Like, and yeah, they Moments. went back for it. Like, I mean, no, you know, I was watching it, so uh, you know, <laughs> I know, I know, I saw. Okay, I get it. You know, the story got over, but yeah, Channing, you just named my next uh, project. Actually, man, casual <laughs> arson on the side. Casual arson. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think the best the best part of that was that I, I know me personally going into it I was like oh Fiend's winning like Fiend doesn't lose unless yeah. it's Go unless it's Goldberg or he's in a multi man match and someone else gets pinned Roman Braun uh, payback the the, the no holds bar triple third match so it was like oh Fiend's gonna beat Orton but like Orton's gonna make it like a good match and then you see how it's going and you see like Orton in, in, in the chair the gasoline like the fire leading up to him I was like oh Orton's done I was like and then he gets up and I'm like oh okay. And then you see Fiend on fire. Orton gives him a flaming RKO. Like that, that was some that that, <laughs> that, that was, was some awesome. WWE 2K stuff. Like that's yeah. something you only see in video games. But to see it really happen, and you know, I I'm I'm not the biggest fan of the Fiend's character either. So I was definitely very excited to, to see that happen to him. Just like, yeah, man, <laughs> like we got we got to get this man out of here. If, if you got to burn him alive, because Goldberg's spear wasn't enough, and and, and that messed up Jack Hammer. Like yeah, burn him. Cool, cool. I'm with it. So that was fire, literally fire, as Channing literally. said in the group chat. <laughs> I remember like maybe like two or three years ago when niggas is like, it might've been like, might have been even as close as a year ago when like niggas is just like, you could kind of get the sentiment from like on, some of online wrestling Twitter where it's just like, or in online wrestling period, where it's just like, oh, how many different ways can our Randy RKO niggas? And I'm like, yeah. endless nigga, the same as Keith Lee, limitless nigga. He RKO'd a nigga who was on fire. Mm -hmm. What like if you thought we were out of ideas, we are not. <laughs> they say they say the same thing about future, and then he just drops another mix. Bro, and it's just like, all right, well, we're not gonna talk about future. Future had a bad year this year. Future had a bad year. He's the most disappointing artist. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna feature's bad year. <laughs> his, his, his features are real good. His his projects he put out, awful. 
but I see what you're saying. Um, and yeah, we gotta talk Roman. K- I mean, the whole TLC interview was really good, but Roman KO. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed that match. I'm and I have I have two hot takes I want to get off, and I feel like you guys are the the people to get them off with. Um, so seeing how that match ended, it was like okay, makes sense. Jey Uso like KO didn't get pinned, so that's cool. They kept him strong. He put up a great match. Him and Roman's chemistry, as we said, incredible. Uh, we, we we saw the steel cage match this past Friday where Roman won again. KO gets handcuffed, but like as you said, two five star matches, like absolutely incredible matches. Um, but I was under, I, I was in the minority, I guess, that feels like um, Roman should have lost to KO and then either won it back Friday or won it back Royal Rumble or just won it back at some point because, uh, and, and they talked about it on the A Show episode today. Um, so someone gave them a hot take. It was me. Um, but basically, Roman's intrigue is the character. Roman doesn't need the title. It's great to see him with it. He deserves it. He deserves a quality run. He's never really had a, a long run with the title. So like, it's really cool to see him with it, but he doesn't need it. There's so many things that you can do in different storylines. You can weave in and out with him losing the title. So I, I had this crazy idea. If they run back Roman KO at the rumble or whoever Roman faces, Roman loses because of a Jay Uso interference Jay Uso either has number 30 in the Rumble or something in the Rumble, and Roman pulls up when it's Jay Uso's time to come out. He's like, I'm the tribal chief. I'm taking this spot. And then Roman wins the Rumble, like the, the same PBV, he loses the title. And then it's like, all right, am, am I going to go take Drew's title? Am I going to face the person on SmackDown who, like, has a title, like, whatever the case may be? But I just feel like giving Roman like a, a reason a more of a reason to have this really aggressive edge because like he's really aggressive really edgy but like he's been dominant his entire time so to see him kind of have to fight from under in some way or have something to really fight for and prove that he's the tribal chief because we accept it we acknowledge him like bro you you made braun Strowman pass out you you speared the hell out of the fiend you, you, you beat up your cousin and then made him join you you've been whooping kevin owens ass it's like all right bro like well we know you're the tribal chief I want to see the tribal chief really have to assert his dominance and like prove it in a way. So that's, that's one crazy idea I had. How how would you guys feel about that? That's a really, really good take. That's a really good take. And here's the thing. Every time I see Roman in a match, I always think that's, this is the moment. I'm like, you know, you never know, but here's, here's the other thing with that. I would say to build on what you're, to build on what you're saying. Um, you're saying that Roman with his, his character that he is now, he doesn't need the title. And I absolutely agree. But here's, here's what I think. I think Roman's character needs the title. Mm. Like Roman's like the actual character. And here's why when, during that, during that cage match, um, Jay Uso comes out and you know, he does what he does. And I'm just like, oh, okay. You know, once he comes out, I'm like, okay, Roman's going to, going to take it. Like as soon as he, as soon as he came out, I'm like, okay, it's going to stay with Roman. But as the match like draws near like closer and it's like kind of ending or whatever and he's like walking out i'm looking at, and like i literally have this thought and like feeling in my head i'm like damn roman's an asshole and that is why i was like oh this is why he needs to keep it it's because like the the whole problem with roman was that they were trying to get him over as a face and people weren't fucking with it and like now he's a heel and people are fucking with it but like a heel is a real heel i.e my nigga corbin like baron corbin whatever <laughs> baron corbin is a is a fucking 
heel to the he like he does it on so many levels and then when i'm looking at roman i'm just like yeah obviously we all know like ko ko should probably have like the championship he's putting on classes match classic matches if he wins one during one of these matches with roman yeah that's cool but how do you make roman look like an asshole you have him what like at the beginning be offended that jay would even help him in a match because obviously he's the tribal chief he doesn't need it turn it into a later where he's a heel to the point where he's just like huh Hmm, that's happened. I'll take advantage of that or whatever. And have this guy who's been trying to, like, like you said, prove that he's a tribal chief or whatever, take the non-physical route to keeping his. So like that makes him more of an asshole. Cause you're just like, well, why don't you like, if you're such a tribal chief, why don't you just beat him clean? It's just like, because he's a dick now. <laughs> like, that's why. So like, I think maybe like, I don't know how much longer that Royal Roman shit you just said, like what you just, it's what fire. you just quickly rewrote was fire. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that or whatever. But I think drawing it out like this is going to get people, it's really going to get it to the point where you really, really don't need the character. Cause you really get to a point where kids who are, seven eight years old who just started uh, watching wrestling this year they're gonna say i hate roman reigns versus like somebody who's like you know who's us who's seen the whole thing we've seen stuff before him and we have our like we have nuanced opinions where you like a nine-year-old kid's gonna be like no that's a bad guy i hate him like they're getting that over right now and i yeah. love that they're doing it no, it's yeah i think i'm of like two minds with that i think really what it shows and this is something i'm just thinking of so i'm not sure if it plays out in reality is that like i think with wwe's top stars like top champions they go one of two ways and you have someone like john cena randy or in triple h to an extent where like the title and how many titles they have become a part of their character mm-hmm. and it's like oh i am a 14-time champion that's why whenever i have a match there's legitimacy to it versus someone like the rock undertaker stone cold where in your mind you feel like oh they were champion all the time but if you look at it like i think the undertaker's been champion like five times the rock is like an eight time champion like they're really and they don't have super long reigns either so it's not that they yeah. were champions for incredibly long it's like we have this idea because of their stature and the fact that like like the rocks one of his biggest matches was the icon versus the legend like him versus hulk hogan like that was the match and it's nothing to do with the titles because the rock is the rock and like Undertaker's streak is because the Undertaker is the Undertaker, mm-hmm. or like it's like Stone Cold is Stone Cold, and then you have guys kind of like Kurt Angle who kind of pivot between the two. Mm-hmm. But I think what you're seeing with WWE is sort of like within this next year, and I think with the fans coming back that are playing to it too. But these next couple of years, you kind of see where they're going to take Roman. Like, will Roman be a guy? Both are good. Like, neither is bad or other. But I think it's an interesting thing of like, will he be a guy who like just starts racking up title wins, racking up things, and like part of Roman Reigns is the fact that he is this like thoroughbred prize fighter, kind of like Kevin Owens says he is, but like really being that guy, or will he be a guy where it's like, no, I am the tribal chief. And because of that purely alone, I can just invoke shit whenever I want. And I can just do whatever I want. Every match I have is big just because of that. And I think it'd be interesting to see, because I honestly, I thought this is what they were going to do with him when he beat the undertaker. Like I didn't think he was going to become a demon per se, but I did think there'd be some type of like, Oh, because even just like you think about it, like Roman Reigns, if he put on a top hat and a duster, he would look like the Undertaker. He has the long hair. He's mad big. He loves to wear a tank top and pants. Like they have similar. Yo, deadass. That's why I thought they did it. I'm sorry to interrupt, <laughs> but I, like deadass, I thought they did it because they're like these statures seem the same. So yeah. Yeah, and I thought he was gonna be like this new kind of like the big dog, and that was gonna be his thing. But like you said, because people didn't like him, it didn't take off. But I think it'd be interesting if the tribal chief becomes like, oh, that's just my heel persona, or like that is who I am, good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah, yeah that's a good. That's a good. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. Uh, speaking speaking of TLC matches, um, 
uh, Sasha won. We'll just leave it at that. It was a good match. Like, like we got to give yeah. Carmella credit. Carmella, Carmella brought it. Like, here's, a, here's, a, here's my thing. Carmella did bring it. And Carmella, here's the thing. I've been watching Carmella get better at wrestling for like two years. The yeah. problem is I don't want to watch her get better at wrestling with people who are already good at wrestling. Yeah. Like, let matches. her get better at wrestling <laughs> with other niggas. <laughs> like, yeah, like, but the... the, the with the guys, that's what you have to do. Yeah. Like, with the guys, they have to... You know how many people... Like, honestly, like, AJ Styles is close to, like, retiring or whatever. But, like, the reason why he's able to have his position in the mid-card the way he is is because he accepted it. Like, had he not accepted it, there'd be a problem. <laughs> like, right. you know, there's some people who can kind of, like, get over in that, like, that point, And they'll just stay there. And then, like, guys know they have to work their way up. Big E is on that track right now. Drew was on that track when he had, like, you know, when he, you know, had the run. Like, certain, you can see the people who are starting to be on that track. Even to a degree, even, like, on a mid-card level, I can start to see, like, Ricochet and, like, Thanks, Mustafa uh, Ali are starting to get something. As whatever. They like, they have to go as through it. And it's probably because there's so many of them. Like, I get that. But it's not like the women's division is devoid of wrestlers. Look at fucking NXT. Like, Look at, like, you can honestly just stay within WWE. Like, there's enough people. Like, honestly, I don't feel like the way that they're doing, like, the Peyton and, like, Billy stuff is, like, the right way. There's different ways you can take that. I can see they're giving the Bianca. Bianca and Keith Lee are literally getting the same push, and that's fine. But, like, there are more people. Like, they have Becky just playing this kind of, like, mid-card, kind of like the Miz role or whatever, where he's, mm-hmm. she's just, like, the bad guy on the mid-card. And it's mm-hmm. like... You could do like with the way she can talk, you can do more. Like I would rather see. I don't know. There's a there's a bunch of stuff I feel like you can do with that. Yeah. But, but yeah. Um. To the where I wanted to get to is, you know, <clears throat> all black everything. Like I always like to say, you know, Black Lives Matter. That's how we right, do everybody it. Black. Whatever. In my stables, we have championships. So this is why I celebrate the hurt business. Mm-hmm. With bringing them titles, the fuck home. What? Listen, that yes, picture, bro. The picture of them. Incredible. The titles, all four of them. Incredible. I wanted. I. I don't even know. Our truth in the back. Almost <laughs> just off of the rip. Just off of that. Didn't even Mojo. know. Mojo. Bro. Mojo. <laughs> 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 You went to Ooze on SmackDown. Ooze. I'm weak. SmackDown got real ethnic on Harambe. Fox, Fox did not sign up for this. I know them, them execs later say, what the fuck, man? Whoa. They said, what the fuck is going on? Mercedes? I, I thought the Street Profits were on SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, real quick, another thing. Like, so here's the thing. Here's another thing. On top of that, like, I think like more and more black people are about to start taking W over WWE, and I say that because black people have had the practice of bringing personality to a workplace without, with, while like getting that personality over without going too far, which mm-hmm. is what Montez uh, and D'Angelo do very, very well. And that last backstage segment with uh, them and Sammy. Gold. Hilarious. That is a backstage segment. That's a fucking backstage segment. That's how yeah. you do it. This is yeah. oh oh. I love like this is amazing. Yeah. No no no. It's definitely good to see Hurt Business do this. I, um, I think that they have a very strong stable, but they needed a bit more legitimacy. Um, and I think putting the tag titles on them, Cedric Alexander looks great. Um, yep. It's just it's a really really good look for them. So I'm excited to see you know who their their contenders are going to be. I don't I don't. I mean, Hurt Business, New Day, they've already had, like, five matches. So, like, I mean, yeah. you could give the New Day a rematch at Royal Rumble, but I would like to see Hurt Business have some new dance partners, 
So it'll be really interesting uh, the route they go. I got one more crazy take before we get into um, Brody Lee. Um, and I'm, I'm really interested to see how you guys feel. But this is a random thought I had the other day. Drew McIntyre is undoubtedly, he, he's, he's my MVP for, for 2020. He is. That's fair. Yeah, absolutely. He is in the conversation for being the guy. He, he's a workhorse. And, you know, I, I think he's at the point now where you could start bringing back, you know, some legends and having them dance with him. And there's a certain, certain Bill Goldberg, who I think Drew could put on a banger with at a future SummerSlam, uh, a mania, like whenever. Cause like, you know, like the Goldberg and Roman, we want that. And, and I think that's going to happen. I think Drew is at the point now where he could get in, get in that ring with Bill, take a couple spears, take a jackhammer, kip up, kick up, kick his head off and retain his title or take a title from Goldberg. If, you know, situation were reverse and Goldberg had the title. So that's a match that I think I would like to see. How, how about y'all? So there is no a, way oh, go ahead, Drew go ahead, McIntyre ahead. beats Goldberg. There is just <laughs> simply put. Drew going to do it. If Drew lost to Randy already on like a Monday. But you oh, no, no, he lost a Hell in a Cell. No, he lost at a Hell in a Cell. Yeah, he lost a Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. But, 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 right, but, but it's also right. And like, it, it, it was in service of a certain storyline. Like it gave Drew an edge, you know, he went right. to back down, talked his shit. Then he got, you know what I'm saying? So like, I, I understood the, the, the Randy win, but like, I, I feel like Drew, I, I, I think he should win. Yeah. He should win. But Vince is just not built that way. And like, the thing with Roman is that like, for all of like their similarities, Roman has like a certain stature in Vince's mind just because that's how he's always viewed him. Drew has had to earn that. And I think as we've seen with guys like CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, even going back to like a Rob Van Dam, if Drew don't really fuck with you like that, he has no qualms fucking you over just for a fucking, a pop, a two minute pop. Mm-hmm. Like he will, he, he fucked over John Cena with Brock Lesnar, like at a SummerSlam, just because he loves Brock that dearly. And so I just would fear that Drew would get washed. And then, like, you get into this thing where he then becomes the Roman Reigns character where it's like, okay, he has to lose and then win and then win. And I think you have fear of him doing that. If he's going to lose, he needs to lose to someone who it's, like, legitimate, like even like a Daniel Bryan, KO, someone who could, like, actually wrestle. But if he loses to Goldberg, I think you do a disservice to this character he's built up because he's not that firm yet. That's why, I, that's why I think Drew should win. <laughs> so, so here's my thought. Here's my thought. I've like the last couple of weeks I've been making sure I watch them or whatever. Um, here's here's what I noticed. No people when people what they're doing, like both at the top of the card, the main card and like the mid card and even below that. The way that people are losing, people don't really look bad. The only person that I saw look bad like recently is because they were trying to get somebody over was like uh, Drew Gulak for uh, Angel Garza or whatever, which in the context of it kind of like made sense or whatever a little bit. But even on the mid card, they're having people lose and like again, I'm bringing it back. Ricochet and Mustafa Ali with like the uh, the retribution thing. The way that Ricochet just lost, he didn't lose that match really like clean, clean. So I'm like, if you guys don't have people losing matches clean in the fucking mid card, you're really protect. You're trying to make everyone, you know, everything makes sense and kind of protect people. Here's what I think. I think the Bill Goldberg and Drew match would be dope. Here's how I think it would go or whatever. You have Goldberg go full hill, lean into the fact that people don't fucking like him right now or whatever, mm-hmm. and turn his character the same way that Batista was, where it was just like, yeah, I'm Hollywood star, so the fuck Batista. what? Batista. 
<laughs> but yeah, you do Bautista with Goldberg. He can't do it with his personality, but honestly, that's what would make it sell more is the yeah, fact that he's sense. not that great on the mic. We don't really like him right now, whatever. He fucking doesn't work that long. Like all these things that he, it's like when Brock wasn't on TV and they were using the fact that we didn't like that he wasn't on TV as part of the storyline. I think that's the way you go with it. And even if Drew loses, you have him lose in a way where Goldberg gets some heel kind of sneaky shit to win or whatever so it's not clean clean that way Drew still looks good or whatever Bill Goldberg can say like oh yeah I won or whatever he, you give him his little shit or whatever and then everybody's still fine and we go home that's good I would I'd, I I like once I thought about it I was like yeah I, I need to see this like and whatever the result is I just think I, I think you know m- maybe Drew needs a couple more years as as like a top guy um yeah, a couple yeah. some more reigns some 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 more feuds like I, I liked the Seth one off. I like the Bobby one off. I didn't love the the Dolph matches. And then the Randy feud has been pretty good. The AJ match was really good. <laughs> but um, I, I feel like, I feel like Drew, if, you know, he stays on this trajectory, I think a Goldberg match could, could be in his future. So I, I would, I would really like to see it. That'd be yeah. dope. And here's, here's one thing about Drew. I don't, I don't know if you guys noticed, like as he's been working, because he's a big guy, he knows how to make uh, bigger guys or guys who can't work well, he knows how to make that match go well. And I think that's why WWE started pushing them the way they did is because they saw that. Because they have a lot of big fucking guys or whatever. And it's just like, sure. you know, when when he and Keith Lee are going to go at it, like that's, we're going to see it then. Like, you know, we, and we saw it uh, too with the AJ Styles thing. Like he can work with the smaller guys, sell the, the injuries that way. But he can mm-hmm. work with the bigger guys, sell the injuries that way. I feel like the the fact that you pick Drew to go with Goldberg is a good thing because there's something about like the way that he's he versatile. Can... He's so yeah. versatile. Like he's yeah. fast. He's strong. He's he he's he, he's really like a five tool. Like I you know if, if if you look at early Drew his in his career when he was the chosen one intercontinental champion uh, when he was tagging with Cody I think he tagged with Cody or he tagged with Cody Rhodes yeah. like you, you like he was cool but you you didn't really see this drew in that drew and now it's like bro like put him in the ring with anybody like and and that's how i look at seth rollins you put seth rollins in the ring with anybody it's gonna be a good match i I really feel like you put drew in the ring with anybody it's like he had me invested in a dolph uh program like and it's i then dolph really don't do it for me like so don't do don't do dolph like that i know that's your man i know that's your man i know that's your man bro but it's like Come on, like, bro, you, he had yeah. me invested. He really had bro, me invested. Him, all I needed to see, because I did, I actually missed the the him and AJ Styles and Miz match, and I actually haven't gone back to rewatch it yet, but I've seen, like, highlights. All of that I needed Great to match. see was him limping up the ladder. Because the only people that I've really seen limp up the ladder like that are people who are, like, 6'1", maybe 6'2", and under. Like, I've never seen a big guy do the like win the match the way that I've seen a smaller guy like kind of have that oh, I'm pushing through the pain kind of thing because the big guys are always just like I'm all right boom and then here goes me knocking you over the fucking head gone and yeah. like he's the bigger guy and he did that like yeah. yeah like you said he's versatile like this he's ready man I, I feel like that's the reason why I believe in that that's even though it would be stupid because fuck Goldberg but <laughs> it would be a great match because of Drew and Goldberg, I hope you hear this. No offense, but yeah, it is what it is. I'm in Florida too, nigga. It is what it is. Oh my god! <laughs> and oh, I just got my gun speed. license two months ago, so you're next. You 
I mean, I don't, I don't know if you saw the episode of uh, Goldberg on Law and Order SVU, but this man took a fire extinguisher to the head and did no sold it and kept fighting. So I don't know. I'm gonna tell you yeah. right now, I know people in the movie business that fire extinguisher was probably made out of rubber. Oh, for Fuck sure, for sure, for sure. But hey, man. hey, let hey look, hey look, got it's it all. Teflon Bill, <laughs> got uh, it. Shan, you want to lead us into the unfortunate news before we get into our main event? Yes, yes, yes. So as most of you probably know, if you listen to this. Jonathan Huber, a.k.a. Luke Harper, a.k.a. Harper, a.k.a. Brody Lee, uh, recently passed, 26th. Um, if you've been on, like I said, social media, I think his actual, the post on WWE has, like, the most, like, wrestling posts of all time. It's, like, has, like, a million-something likes on it. Um, but, yeah, he passed a very tragic. Basically, everyone from the wrestling community, he's wrestling a lot of different companies, AEW, WWE, a lot of smaller stuff, Ring of Honor, all that good stuff, um, posted about him, some really heartfelt stuff from guys like Bray Wyatt, Eric Rowan, I'm really sad he had kids. Um, you know, just like one of those guys were like, personally, like as someone who's named their fish, the Wyatt family, I like love the Wyatt family, like deeply in my soul. Um, and so like, it always meant a lot to me. Also as someone who like, um, is trying to get back into wife beaters, his like commitment to that as a part of his gimmick was like oh, something that always, um, always impressed me. Um, but personally, like, again, as some, a white a white family, Mark, my favorite kind of moments were him. I do. I'm try- I just bought a pack. I'm gonna oh try my God. Hey, it's lit, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely nuts. I was a t-shirt guy for so long, and now I'm getting back into it. Um, but, like, his when it was him, Randy, and they had, like, the free bird thing, and there's, like, that picture of him with the two belts and the two of them. Like, Legendary. that was kind of, like, right when I started getting back into WWE and, like, like into the Y family. So, like, that's, like, one of the things that always stood out to me. Like, I always thought it was cool, like, even lots of his old stuff, like the disc is clothesline. Like, I like his finisher, and I'm a big like I'm because I'm a child at heart. I like if, some, if you have a cool finisher, I'm into it. Like, um, so I like that stuff. But yeah, that was probably my favorite moment was like the stuff and the back and forth of like, Bray, wait, Bray, who's this new guy that you all of a sudden think is so cool? But like, I've been down for you since day one, and you just throw me aside for him. Like, just that whole like kind of soap opera storyline. Even though the WrestleMania match, I hit it, wasn't great. I didn't like the worms either, but that storyline of those three leading up into that. Yeah, I, that we don't have to talk about that. But <laughs> um, I did enjoy that part of his work. But like, is anything in particular stood out to you guys? Something you liked about him? Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, okay. I, I I would personally say, and this might, I don't know if this will be unpopular, and I, I'm I, I'm not saying this just because of you know the moment. Um, but I genuinely feel like Luke was the best overall performer in Wyatt Family. You know, Bray was a great character. Bray was fun on the mic. Braun was the monster heel. Rowan was a slightly less monstrous heel. But just Luke, Rowan. Luke was fast. Luke, Luke just he 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 just understood the ring like really compelling character. And then like when he lost weight for the uh, when when he was teaming with Rowan for, for for the Bludgeon Brothers, who a lot of people. They, they they weren't big fans of the Bludgeon Brothers, and I I was one of them. I'll say that I'm one of those people. But just seeing how he like you know really got himself in shape and found a way to like maintain relevance and like the Bludgeon Brothers got got that title reign. They won the titles at Mania Mania 34, I believe it was. Um, it was killed the New Day, like broke Xavier's back. Yeah, man. Wow. Like like Luke was Luke was always very compelling to me in the ring. I was so invested in the storyline you mentioned, where you know. He won that, uh, him and AJ tied that battle royal, had the match, um, AJ, 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 won. AJ won, yeah. But it was like, yeah. I was like, nah, push Luke, push Luke. Like, Luke Bray is, Luke Bray is the match. And, That's you know, like, like Randy won the Rumble, I get it. Like, 
you know, but like Luke in the rumble, like, well, what he did, he was about to hit um, uh, Bray with, with the sister Abigail. I was like, oh, nah, he's he's cooking. He, he's really, really cooking. Um, so I, I was one of the people who was very disappointed they didn't make it a triple third match at Mania or, or just make it Bray versus Luke. And a lot of, you know, people may have felt like Luke wasn't a world title contender, but that that story was just so good. It was like, nah, nah, you you, you have to. Because what did Luke do at that Mania? I, I think he ended up in the in he the, was in a battle royal, Andre the Giant battle royal. He didn't win it. Like you, know, you could have at least given him that, bro. But he was a former Intercontinental Champion. He went solo, joined uh, the, the Authority in, in in that Authority versus Cena match. It was like he had a lot going for him, um, and it, it was upsetting for me to see him not necessarily pan out in WWE fully. Um, and it seemed like he was definitely happier in, in AEW. And I think the craziest thing for me, like you really never know how impactful someone is to the people that they work with. Like all these positive tweets about him, like yeah. I, I really, and you know, like WWE always is, there's always an outpouring of, of support and love when like certain people pass, but like, I really didn't know Luke was that impactful in, in the locker room. Like, like Big E's been tweeting nonstop, different stories, pictures, just like, I'm like, wow dog like this is this is really crazy like it like it, it definitely hit home like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say i was i was his biggest fan or i'm a stan or a mark or anything but i yeah. did i did really like his character and i was um i wanted to see more for him so yeah it was it, it was tough but I'm, I'm wishing his family uh very very well and uh yeah you know i, I just hope that the wrestling community can use this as you know a, a way to come together and be unified and not focus on, on all that dumb shit like there's 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 so, so many bigger things like this is entertainment we're supposed to be entertained and all we do is like book ourselves in like in, into getting angry about stuff and it's just it's not worth yeah. it so uh rest in peace to my guy brody lee yeah absolutely man and it's like um it's funny that you know, a couple things you mentioned the one thing about like the outpouring of wrestlers Here's the weird thing about that. You know, like the, uh, it was a, it was a shock, but not surprised moment for me or whatever. Um, because what I had watched from Luke Harper on WWE for a long time was a guy who came out and committed every night or whatever, even though he knew he was getting the short end of the stick. It takes a certain level of like character and acceptance and just like patience in life to have that shit. So when I saw that people were saying what he was saying, they were saying like, I wasn't surprised that he was like that good of a person or whatever, but I was shocked to see the, just how far it had gone to the point where I think it's like the kid in AEW is something silver or whatever. Like he, he tweeted like the, um, the, the photo of the, the gear that he got him or whatever and then tony was just like yeah he actually loved like he loved what you were doing blah, blah blah like to see shit like that and then um for eric to say he was just like when i was wrong you were telling me he would be the first one to say like you're doing wrong but at the same time to be tell you like if you're the first one to do something right he was the one to tell you and everybody had and i always love somebody who has the same story from everybody else everybody had the same story they literally it almost looked like they were copy pasting their tweets or whatever but it was genuine and you could tell they were just like look you got around the guy he was really, really nice. It was great or whatever. And then if you got around, you got around uh, him to spend time with him and his family, whatever, you saw how cool this dude was. And I was just, for me, that made it hit harder also because personally, I always felt that Luke should get that push by himself. Like you guys are saying, like, it was, I've never, the, the, the way he moves in the fuck, when you, I think, Armand, you say, like, he knows his way around the ring. Dude, the way he moved in the ring at that size was stupid. It was very stupid. And like, and moreover, more than that, um, somebody was talking about his, how he was always like, 
He knew how to get people over. That was the thing that I loved most about Luke Harper. I can't do a specific moment. If I had to do a specific moment, it would be Bludgeon Brothers, but that's only because I thought that this was the, oh, they're about to put Luke thing, uh, push Luke thing or whatever. But for me, if I had to say what the what the moment was, it's honestly his, it was the ability. Because like you talk about the match with AJ Styles or whatever, like he didn't, to me, he didn't lose that match in some like bullshit, like, oh, AJ Styles, the bigger name, he has to win. It was a great match. And he yeah, never, to me, he never really put smaller or bigger people over or same size people over in that way. It always felt earned. And that's what the fuck a wrestler is. Like that guy was the core of it. So RIP, I'm sending big prayers and all positive energy to his family and all of his loved ones and to everyone in the wrestling community. Please take this time to, again, as you should every day, remember the importance that we have here. You don't know what the fuck is about to happen next. So just make sure that what you're doing right now is something that you want to be remembered for at this moment, if you might be gone. So that's all I got to say. On Thanks. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, speaking of what's happening next, um, as you probably know, if you listen to podcasts, watch TV, see you in the year, most people do kind of like looking for where you think next is going to go. So kind of a spin on that. What I wanted to do was, um, give you guys opportunity. Do you guys have any new year's resolutions for any particular WWE wrestlers figures? Um, like for myself, I have a few, um, <laughs> first and foremost, Elias, you got to drop the guitar. That's your new year's resolution. Come up with a storyline that does not involve the guitar. I couldn't tell you what his interest music sounds like. Couldn't tell you what his finisher is. Everything revolves his guitar. I, I think it's called the Drift Away. His finisher. It's like a. It's like a neck neck breaker. Well, no. <laughs> now he's got Jackson Riker with him, who like he looks a little bit too much like Jackson Riker to be like like his heater. Like you guys need to be tag partners because you look exactly alike. But I think Elias has potential. Drop news resolution. Find storyline without the guitar. Next up, Bianca Belair. Very simple. Stop losing big matches. They always book her so fire, and then she always loses when she gets to the top. I need her to win. Um, the Fiend. Kill someone. We're here. We're almost there. They've been burnt alive. We've had very live matches. I need, and they had their opportunity with their eye for an eye match. We were almost there. I need The Fiend to legitimately slit someone's throat on national television. He can slit their throat. He can shoot someone. He can um, pummel them to death. I don't really care, but I need him to kayfabe kill someone. I think that's your resolution. Like that should be your goal. If you're the fiend, like Bray Wyatt, how can I book a match where I legitimately end someone's life? That's, I think, his thing. And then lastly, this is for all my Oscar fans out there. And this is also a women's wrestling thing in general. While I like the Oscar two belts thing, I do want them to stop get, start getting away from storylines that revolve one of the brand's singles title and the tag titles. Mm -hmm. I think it devalues both titles because they're always in one match instead of having them separate. Um, so like, eventually we all know Charlotte's gonna beat Oscar. they're gonna break up, like that's gonna happen, whatever. But like, I hope going forward in 2021, we do have a little bit more separation between the tag belts and the women's belt. So if I'm Oscar, your resolution, no matter how you do it, get away from Charlotte. Like that's <laughs> not gonna end well for you. <laughs> Yeah, like we've talked about it so many times, but it's like there's not a shortage of women right now. There's a shortage of women that they're using. Like yes. you, like you, you can have programs for the tag titles separate from the 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 the, the, the women's world titles or whatever they're called. Like, come on, like, and oh, like it's it's, it's 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 cool to see. Like, I, I like Oscar right. and Charlotte as a team, and I think it's ultimately going to build towards another Oscar Charlotte match. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they they, they might pull an okie doke on us. Like, we'll see. But oh, wow. yeah, man, like. 
Naomi's right there. She's right there. One more resolution. This is more of a prediction. Not even a prediction. This is going to happen because I've seen it in a dream. MVP is going to win money in the bank next year. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I've felt it. Why would you put that dream in my head? Why would you do that? I saw it in a vision with (laughs) me and all the former Black Panthers on the Astral Plane. Oh, my God. (laughs) MVP is going to win the money in the bank. It's happening. It's the hurt business, Bruh. It's, oh. happen- it's right there. It's Vince. It's right there. Well, we, I, 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 I think we talked about it. We talked about it a few weeks ago. Like it, like it would have been cool to see him win the last one and have Bobby as his heater, and then the hurt business. Like man. Whew. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, CC. Oh yeah, no problem. I was just gonna say just real quick on a hurt on a hurt business or whatever. Um, I think at one point we were talking about how we can kind of relate, like they're like black evolution in a way or whatever. Yeah, yeah. dude. Um. And this goes back to me saying like WWE doing a lot of things right. One of the bigger things I, I talk about this almost every week is how they uh, they don't have people, you know, really reading off of a script. Like they have a general idea of what they're supposed to say, as we saw with what Matt Riddle tried to get off on, on Raw. Like it was a lot of words to get through. I'm not even going to blame you, Robert, especially yeah. I know if I was I know if I was toasted, I probably wouldn't have been able to do that either. But um, one thing is um, and, and, and here's here's why I say that's a good thing, because natural reactions are needed. Right. If you saw when Cedric got on the mic and he said what he said, the the way that Bobby and Shelton were acting afterward, per fucking chef's kiss. Like Bobby was just like, what? the Why why are you talking? And then he anyway, like when he gets (laughs) on the mic and then like after he talks and MVP talks, you see Bobby turn and he literally has like kind of shoulder away from like Cedric Alexander and then it's just more so like him and Shelton and then it's like the rest of them and it's just like that slow story building oh my gosh like this is what oh I love it um for new year's uh, resolutions I have one new year's re- or two uh rather my first one is don't bring Becky back in a cheesy ass way please make that right please just don't like when she because I know you know she's probably my guess like the way she is as a person she's not gonna like my guess and you know you never know until people have kids is that she's gonna be one of those like had the kid you know been three months I'm good <laughs> and it's just like wait Becky hold on bro hold on. like this kid needs to like be alive first hold on but it's just like if she's gonna put I feel like she's gonna push to come back but don't bring her back in like a corny way and my other resolution is Vince can you go one year and get every character you have of every ethnicity without being stereotypical? I want, I want to see if you can do that shit. If you can do that, if you can do that, man, I'll take a million dollar check from you. I'm not going to give you anything, but I'll take a million dollar check from you. You're not a fan of the modern day Maharaji? <laughs> I'm not a fan of watching, uh, oh fuck, now I'm forgetting. God, it's because they put him in the ninja shit that I'm, and I'm trying to literally block Oh, Akira Tozawa? I'm oh, literally man. trying to block it out of my mind. Wow. I'm literally trying to block it out of my mind. That was and so I'm just weird. like, what I, to, <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm so, I'm like, it's just so sad. I have to go to work with people uh, of Asian descent and we're Asian every day and knowing that I watch wrestling and I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you what I'll watch because <laughs> this thing happens. And, and then like, you know, other things got it played up a little bit. And I'm just like, we're going to bring that stereotype back when, you know, later in this episode, when I, when I go through my thing, but I, that's just my challenge. And yeah. I have one resolution. This is one of my favorite superstars uh, of my entire time watching wrestling. John Morrison. 
it is it, it's time for you to I, I you don't got to separate from, from the Miz, but I, I would love to see if if Riddle ends up beating Lashley, a John Morrison Riddle match for, for the US title. Um John Morrison versus Drew would be cool to me. I, I would love to see the Shaman of Sexy Prince of Parkour flipping around the ring and then he, he tries to do a starship pain and, and Drew is there waiting and he just kicks yeah. him in the head. Like some, something. And, and like, I'm, I'm trying to think of how it would actually work out. But I just think John Morrison is so talented, so charismatic, so so funny, so clever. And, and he's really good as a player too to The Miz. But I, I think he's a better performer than The Miz. The Miz might be a better overall package to people especially meals, but, um, I wait, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. Armand, don't say, I think he's a better performer than the Miz. Just say he is, what it is. He is. He is. Okay, he, there it he's is. a better performer than the Miz. The Miz is better on the mic and not, not, not even that much it's better. Not, on the dude, mic. Hold on. It's not even that much. Not dude. even that much better. If we really being honest, but Miz, you know, he's, he's got the blockbuster appeal. Cool. John Morrison is incredible. I feel like he's been underutilized. Miz and Morrison held the SmackDown tag titles for not even that long. They won them uh, at super showdown and lost them like the week after mania because they did the triple threat things because they kept getting yeah, COVID. yeah, yeah like, like singles triple threat matches yeah you know there's, there's so many people who say wrestlers deserve more i really think john morrison deserves more so john morrison my resolution for you and your resolution needs to be to get you a, a singles title um miz got money in the bank match so uh money in the bank back so it's pretty inevitable at some point he's probably gonna he get that to world title yeah Use that. Use that. John Morrison versus Miz for, for the title would, would be it would bang. It would bang. Yeah. You know, and it's like, all right, yeah, that there are some top guys who, you know, like you would have to figure out what to do with Drew that month, what to do with Keith Lee that month that month. But like, you know, if Drew and Keith Lee have this match uh Monday and then like you know, the, the, they both get double counted out and then Miz comes and cashes in, and then like you could have a Drew Keith program or something, but I don't know. I I think John Morrison has all the tools, all, all the charisma to really be a top champion. And I would love to see that for him. The nigga has washboard abs at that age. Are you yeah. kidding yeah. me? Come on. Do, do you know how I'm fucking doing like 45 second planks every other day, trying to get close to what the Miz has? This motherfucker, <laughs> John Morrison, has designed abs at that age. Are you stupid? Like, yeah, it's crazy. And uh, one thing is like, just, I, I don't, I, I pay attention to like little things or whatever that make the whole system work or whatever. Um, systems theories, this is what I do or whatever. John Morrison's ability to be the second man on the mic backing up the Miz or whatever. Like I haven't seen this from somebody in a very, very long time. Honestly, haven't seen this since DX where it's two guys on the mic, one guy's talking and the other guy's supplementing his jokes in a great way. Yo, John be ad-libbing for Miz. Like that shit is hilarious. He like, bro, like Jim Jones level bro. ad-libs, bro. Yeah. Amazing. That great poupon. Like, he be, he be cooking. He be cooking with the ad-libs, bro. Like, come on. We, we, we need a full verse. We need a verse, Morrison. Absolutely. Yeah. As someone who's very attuned to gear, I think we'll know Morrison's getting a push if he gets cooler pants. I think right now his pants are a bit too fun. And we saw with Bobby Lashley, once he got, like, tight, serious tights, he started winning. That's, that's and I feel fun. like you a lot of times WWE, right. once the gear gets, like, the gear can be fun, but once it gets serious, so, okay, now they're about to get to a push. That's but, um, and I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm so excited. Um, we, so when we brought up this idea, we were like, oh, who wants to lead? And I was like, I'll do it. And I started doing research into it. Um, what the topic we're doing today is Edge. His first money in the bank cash in 06. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll do it. I'll look into it. And I think through my research, I found what might be the greatest pay-per-view card ever, question mark. 
Yeah. Um, so that's just a teaser for what I'm about to get into. So just starting back. So again, we're doing Money in the Bank Edge. So first Money in the Bank match, WrestleMania 21. Um, actually, originally in like kayfabe, but also like in the in real life, like just Chris Jericho brought the idea up in the in the on Raw. He brings it up to uh, Bischoff. Bischoff's like, oh, cool, it's a good idea. Like I said, Edge was at WrestleMania 21. The cash-in is at New Year's Resolu- Revolution. Let me read you this card. This card is <laughs> insane, bro. Is. The first match is Chavo Guerrero versus Snitsky. Mm. The <laughs> second match, Ric Flair defeats Edge for the Intercontinental title. Ric Flair was the Intercontinental why? champion. Why? Why? I remember that shit. <laughs> you know what? Channing, here's why I remember that shit. Because this is around the time I stopped watching wrestling. Because yes. I was like, why the fuck does Ric Flair has an intercontinental champion? Like, why? In 06, the next match, Trish Stratus versus Mickey James. That's a good match. Jerry Lawler versus Gregory Holmes. Helms. Mm. And that's the Hurricane. Oh, that's yeah. A, that match went nine minutes and 30 seconds. Mm. Oh, yeah. Next match, Triple H versus The Big Show. Sure, why not? Yo, no, 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 fuck that. Stop. Why the fuck was there a Triple H versus... Wasn't that match only like 13, 14 minutes or something like that? Yeah, it was 16 minutes, yeah. To the point where it's like, okay, 16 minutes, sure? Why even have but, a match? But think about the match this match leads into. The next match is Shelton Benjamin with Mama Benjamin defeating mm. Viscera. Mm. What planet were... What, what, what planet what are we excellence. on? Where Planet Triple crack. H and Big Show, there's an elimination chamber match that happens at night. Neither of them are in it. <laughs> that is true. What? Neither of them in that true. match. Wait, but they have. Their- Look at this card: Edge, Ric Flair, Triple H, and Big Show are not in the in the elimination chamber. And when you I'm tell, sure. and when you tell the people who are, oh my god! <laughs> but even before we get to that, we have a Braun Panties Gauntlet match. Mm. This goes on right before the elimination chamber. This is the second to last match of the card, spanning eleven minutes. Mm. Ashley Massaro, who I don't even remember. I don't even know that. Wait, is. what? What name is that? I, I Ashley, Ashley Massaro. I remember. I don't Ashley. remember. She was cool. She was cool. I, I know she, she defeated to- Ashley's. I can't keep them yeah. all straight in my head. She I'm defeated sorry. Tori Wilson, which to me is blasphemy. So I don't even need to that's watch that match. Yeah, oh no, that's racist. <laughs> that's that's I'm, ridiculous. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, because I get like five white girls that I can fantasize yeah. about in my black life, and that was one of them. So that's racist yeah. against me. Sorry. I, I can't wait to see the, Tori at a Legends Night next. Legends Nights. Anyways, the, the build main event is the Elimination Chamber match with participants, all time WWE Hall of Famers, all six men mm. Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. Kane, mm. Carlito. Carlito. Carlito push. had three eliminations in the match. Fam, Carlito he eliminated Kane, Shawn, Shawn Michaels. Michaels, and Chris Masters. Fam, Carlito. when I went back and saw that, that Shawn Michaels <laughs> let Carlito pin him, I said, wait, is this the Shawn Michaels, the same one that Carlito. fucked over Bret So you Bret can Hart. fuck over Bret Hart, but Bro. you're going to get Carlito over. Bro, okay. that it's Carlito push like, was insane. That, it's that's, weird how you find crazy. Jesus and now it's okay to do the Bro, right hold thing. Bro, hold on, hold on. You got to remember, Carlito won the U.S. title his first night on SmackDown yep. and won yep. the Intercontinental title his first night on Raw. Yep. That I Carlito push was insane. He was people also... People don't want to be cool. To be honest, here's a, here's another take I'm going to throw out. Carlito warmed everybody up for Baron Corbin because he was a heel yeah. that people didn't even want to be like kind of like wrestling. And he kind of knew that, which is what he pushed or whatever. And that's what made him a great heel. I just yeah. want to say that real quick. So he's in the match. Chris Masters is in the match. 
who also helps eliminate Kane, and then John Fuck Cena. That. No, 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 Channing, say that again. Say the master lock. The master master. When you look at the other five fucking people in this match, and then you see that Chris <laughs> Masters was also in this match. Chris that Chris Masters, Masters push. That Chris Masters, Masters push was real too. Submission move is being done better by a black guy right now. Her angle was eliminated first. Her angle got eliminated before Chris Masters. Fam. <laughs> what are we talking about here? This is cocaine music. We're talking. <laughs> this, is, this is the greatest pay per view ever. And then John Cena eliminates Carlito, uh, our one true king. And then afterwards, we get our first cash in. As you guys probably see on any top 10 list, Edge comes out. This is when he's with Lita. Comes out, wins the match, two spears, gets him out of here. The next match, fun fact, next down on Raw, they have like the, I think it's like unbridled sex or like, I remember as a kid, I thought they were, I was going to watch porn. I was like, oh, we're about to see Edge have sex. The highest rating in a year. Highest rating they had in a year. That's how much heat the radar superstar is bringing. Mm -hmm. Um, So with this rewrite, this obviously is not something like, and then if you want to extrapolate down the road, Edge goes on to lose to John Cena at Royal Rumble. And then that leads to um, Edge has the match with Mick Foley at that WrestleMania 22 where he spears through the table. John Cena faces Triple H. Mm-hmm. And then Rey Mysterio wins that Royal Rumble, faces Randy Orton, Kurt Angle wins that one. So that's that that era of wrestling, if you're wondering. Um, also, going on at this time, so this obviously W Championship, John Cena's on Raw. On SmackDown is Batista, but like, so this happens on like the 6th of January, I believe. Like the next week is when Batista drops the title because he got hurt, and then Kurt Angle wins the 20-man battle royal. So that's all, that's what's going on right now. So I, I assume that's probably part of the reason why he didn't cash in there because that makes a lot of sense if like Batista's dropping it and give it to Edge but like I assume it's because they didn't know what they were doing Batista so like I said this is like one of the craziest pay-per-views I've ever seen love every single match love that we got a Ric Flair and Jerry Lawler match like what more could I you ask for in 2006 you, now I have to go watch this now like <laughs> so do you realize what you just did to the me whole pay-per-view. To watch this. the whole pay-per-view the whole pay-per-view entirely drunk entirely drunk <laughs> match yes absolutely <laughs> You know what? And, and to say it for anyone listening right now, I'm drinking a lovely mojito right now. And yeah. you should enjoy your life. If you're yeah. overage, if you're underage, don't. Yeah. Don't do anything. Don't. You know, just read a book. The Virgin Mojitos. Yep. Yeah, or Show Virgin Mojito. Or if you're if you're recovering, because uh, I know some people. If you're recovering, I know uh, I know a person who has a, a bunch of great um, uh, mocktail recipes. If you want to hit me oh. for that, anyone's Ooh. recovering, got you. Nice. Look, see, look, look at the rewriters looking out for you. Resource. <laughs> um, I well, with this with this particular storyline, I don't know if there's too much that I would rewrite. No, um, I had good. I had the wild idea today when I was thinking about it. Like I, I think back to. 2018, when they did that seven-man chamber match, Finn, yes. Seth, Miz, Elias, Cena, Roman, Braun. Edge cashing in after with like Vince walking out, all oh, the night's not over, rah, 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 rah. you know, Vince and Vince talking. Yeah. Imagine if Edge came in mid-chamber match That's crazy. and cashed in and turned it into a seven-man. I don't think WWE would have been that innovative back then to do that, but it like, and you know, seeing him cash in on like a beat up Cena after the match makes perfect sense, you know, because uh, like, like he's not going to beat Cena clean, although he, he, he has at some point, but yeah. I think him coming in mid chamber, like before, you know, Kane gets eliminated or something like that, because him and Kane had that beef. So you could kind of play off of that too. I think that would have been extremely epic. Like 
you know, Cena's in there cooking last until the end. It's like him and Carlito left. Ed, King is eliminated, but Edge is still there. Just like my Carlito left. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, you know, that, that would have been like ultimate heel heat because Carlito was super, super hated at that time. Edge, I I, I really appreciate Edge till he retired. Like, I, I, I think yeah. as a kid, just being emotionally invested in WWE, like they really made me hate Edge. Like, I, I it, Edge was such a believable heel. So if Edge would have came in in the middle of that match, I would have been like, Oh wow, like this guy's awful. Like you, you really, really, really suck. And like I felt that way seeing him cashing on Cena after the fact. But I just feel like coming in mid-chamber would have been like some really crazy shit. On top of a good, one of the greatest pay-per-views, as you said. Like just, just like give, give, give us that. But otherwise, I don't really think there's too much I would do differently. It was cool to see Edge lose the title pretty soon. Like Cena get it back. Yeah. Um, Edge and Foley gave us a classic match, and then Edge's subsequent heel run. You know, rated RKO. <laughs> everything he did with Undertaker, it was, it was all great. Like looking back, it was all great. Like now I really understand why I hated him because he was built so well as a heel. So not really too much that I would rewrite with this particular pay-per-view or, or the situation. Dude, yeah. Edge knows, he knows this business so well, dude, which is why I was surprised that he actually didn't want to do the main money in the bank match. He, he actually was kind of against the idea. And, but now thinking about it, I know why. It's because he was coming out of like, you know, he still was trying to establish himself as just Edge without Christian. So mm-hmm. putting Edge in another ladder match, another match, you know, in fucking like ladder matches and TLCs after a while, I think he was doing it for that reason and it ended up working out for him. So here's the thing I'm going to keep, you know, everything the same, whatever, um, with the cash out. And I love the way that he, you know, he handed the, the uh, suitcase to Vince, he comes down or whatever. And um, I went back and rewatched it, and this is what influenced how I'm going to change it or whatever. Um, Edge comes in, hits that spear on him. He's just like, you know, you know, whatever. And, you know, watching it, you're like, as soon as he hits this, John Cena's leaking blood off of, don't even know where out of his head. It's somewhere out of his head because it's just all over at this point. And um, Edge spears him or whatever. And the spear or whatever, and this is why I kind of like John Cena, but at the same time or whatever, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you at the end what I'm, I'm titling this run as or whatever. He he lands that so perfectly. The way that John Cena lands, like he lands flat, or whatever. He's really selling that for him to the point where you think he's gonna win it at that point. He kicks out or whatever, almost at the end of uh, at the end of the the three count, right? Um, so he kicks out, and after he kicks out, Edge is super duper surprised. Now, here's where I'm, I'm going to change things <clears throat> a little bit or whatever, right? <clears throat> so Edge spears him, right? Kicks out or whatever. If you, if you look at the video, Lita was just like, what the fuck is going on? Edge is sitting there stuck. He has no idea. Here's where I'm going to make the difference. Edge doesn't sit there stuck or whatever. He's actually frustrated. He's a little bit, you know, fr- I'm, I'm basically accelerating his heel thing just a little bit or whatever to make him into more of a reactive person or whatever, right? So Edge is like upset. He's livid or whatever. Cena's bloody down. He figures, oh, I could just leave him in the ring. He goes out to talk to Lita about strategy or whatever. Out of fucking nowhere comes B2, AKA B squared coming out the crowd fucking headshots edge hits him over the back headshots uh do the headshot chair shot again to edge throws him in the ring and this is all while uh because cena is basically leaking blood at this point the ref is just trying to check on cena so the ref sees none of this shit throws him in the ring and you know the same way that cena was like barely getting up and he took the spear like first and second time 
he's barely getting up after this first spear or whatever, but he's not even really getting up. He just kind of sees that edge is laid out. So he just lays his hand over him or whatever. Cause this is the no sir, not me. I'm not putting you over Cena. <laughs> this is the no sir, not me Cena. So, so, uh, but with old B2 coming out of nowhere or whatever. So it goes on for, you know, like maybe like the next couple weeks on Raw, whatever B2 is saying like, you know, like we should get back together or whatever. And John Cena is just like, look, man, I'm fucking John now. I'm John Cena. No, Cena. whatever. This is not happening. <laughs> no. You know, so some time goes or whatever. And Edge is just like, look, I feel like, you know, I should get my shit back because I didn't lose. Like B2 and John Cena beat me or whatever. <laughs> so, you know, um, Edge and John go at it again at the Royal Rumble. John just beats Edge clean. At this point, Edge is fucking livid because he's lost because it wasn't his fault. And then he lost because it was his fault. So he's just going crazy at this point, right? So then, or whatever, like, you know, some time goes by, Edge is still pushing for, you know, him to get the match scene. It's not really fucking with it. But then out of nowhere, this is like maybe halfway to WrestleMania, Edge tries to use B2 to get Cena injured legitimately injured so that he had to vacate the title because edge feels like if he has to defeat someone else for the title he has a better chance because he just can't seem to put cena down or whatever right and this shit pisses cena off cena asks for a wrestlemania match or whatever and he's gonna lose to edge clean but it's only gonna be after some distractions because b2 is actually on uh lita and edge's side and he was trying to interfere but hold the fuck up Red Dog comes out here. <laughs> Red Dog comes out of the crowd and he kind of stops B2. Red Dog can't wrestle at this point because he's been medically not cleared to wrestle, really. But he can do like the side character stuff. And that keeps it from happening. And John just ends up winning the title back. And then Edge goes on to do everything else that Edge was doing, like post WrestleMania, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, I looked at this and I was like, how the fuck can we make this crazy? And then I was just like, remember B Square? Remember Red Dog? Remember wrestling diplomats over here. <laughs> Yeah, fucking remember, out here. remember when Vince was in his bag with the stereotypes? You know, let's oh, yeah. let's uh, let's do that. So that's the way I'm going with it. Fuck it, I'm going yeah. complete crazy. I had a very similar thought. I was like, let's just let's just make it weird. Kind of like you were just talking about, Armand, like, let's just solidify the Carlito push. Let's just have him win the match. Fuck oh, it, like, God. let's just have him roll up John Cena. Man. Let's just have pure chaos, and yes. then it makes it even better because then Edge still cashes in on him, like. You have because if, if John Cena is going to lose anyway, and like I said earlier too, like part of John Cena's ethos is the winning title, so like that's part of the reason why you have him win because you just need him to have another title win. But like, just for the sheer anarchy it would have caused, because this is like pre Twitter, but like just in like the hearts of wrestling fans, if Carlito wins that match and you're just watching that paper, you're like, what is going on? Really, John, Car- Carlino is, and then you hear Edge's music come in, all of a sudden, Edge is now your favorite wrestler because Edge is genius. Edge has saved us from Carlino as champion. And so Mm. you make Edge the title. Like I was saying earlier, too, John Cena, just show up on SmackDown, win the World Heavyweight title. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, we like Kurt Angle, but Kurt Angle's Kurt Angle. He'll always be Kurt Angle. Like, have him do that. You can run back the feud with him and Mark Henry, and then that leads you to WrestleMania, where you have Edge versus Triple H. Edge can win or lose. I don't really care. Um, And then Rey Mysterio beats John Cena, or you have a triple threat like you do, too. But I think simply put the like sheer chaos factor of that like 30 seconds of the wrestling world thinking that like 
Carlito is going to be our WWE champion mm. is worth like an untold sum of money. If I got 30 <laughs> seconds of thinking that Carlito was the champion right now, I would laugh so have a heart attack. Look, I I would be I don't I would feel so much joy because I would know the tears that I can't see that are being spilled right now and mm-hmm. the sadness and the upsetness in all the wrestling fans that would just be like, hold on a second. One, why is Carlito here? Two, why the hell is he champion? Like, if that happened next year? Oh, man, yes. Yeah, that would be beautiful. Oh, oh, oh I would love it. So, also because, like, POC. Like, yeah, mm, piss some white people off. So, Chan, with your with your storyline of Edge cashing on Carlito, would you turn him face then? Or, or, or would it just be one of those situations where, like, he's still a heel, but like you said, people are just excited yeah. about him cashing on Carlito? Okay. I think you keep basically all of a sudden, like, you keep the sex segment where he's just now, instead of being, like, oh, like, you guys, like, I'm a heel, but I'm also a heel because, like, you guys, like, like me. Like, I do what I have to do, and, like, people love me for it. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's, like, not even just that, like, I'm, I'm rated R, and you guys love watching R-rated movies. That's what, that's kind of his spiel now, because, like, I saved you from Carlito. And now you give Carlito this angle of now, every time he's in a match, he's a former WWE champion Carlito. <laughs> and, like, that's now part of his character and, like, makes him even more annoying and heelish because he has this, like, added cachet that, like, he really doesn't, like, he didn't really have ever. But it's like a funny spin. You get John Cena and some cool matches on SmackDown with Kurt Angle, Mark Henry, um, like I said, Batista when he comes back, Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton. Like you have cool matches with that. I think you just you splinter everything off in cool directions. You know what's crazy? Carlito's career go longer by giving him that. I was just about to say, like, <laughs> like with that, Carlito would have been a Grand Slam champion because he was U.S. Oh Intercontinental. Like Carlito would have been a gra- CM Punk isn't even a Grand Slam champion. CM Punk never touched the U.S. title. So Carlito wow. would have been a Grand Slam champion with that storyline. That's nuts. That I is absolutely shit. nuts. But Vince would do that shit. Like that, yeah. that's, that's some shit Vince would have done. 100%. Yep. I need to meet this nigga. So I just need to sit and drink with him in a cigar-filled room for like three hours and just let him explain what his brain is so I can be further confused but also have more insight at the same time. That's what I need. <laughs> Good shit. <laughs> I, I and when I was... I was about to say, I feel like I feel like we just turned this into a Carlito episode, low key. <laughs> but like when I was making the matches to that point, I was like, oh, well, maybe Shawn Michaels wins. He's had the feud with Shawn Michaels. That'd be cool. Maybe Kurt Angle wins because that would make sense because he's Kurt Angle. But I was like, no, like Carlito, fuck it. Like, but like it does, I say, I think it gives Edge even more of a push. And also, like, you look at this roster and it's like. Like you look at this, so like like I said, you have the Chavo Guerrero and Viscera matches here. Fam, Viscera, everybody on his roster is a champion. Viscera beat Snitsky to win the Battle Royal at Mania. Viscera and Snitsky are in a lot of pay-per-views this year. Yep. It's yeah, alarming. So mm-hmm. like you need to push other people. So like you need Carlito to have some kind of legitimacy because Ric Flair's your intercontinental champion simply will not cut it. No, but that's the thing though. <laughs> you know you have too many people when you can let Ric Flair be the intercontinental champion. Like look at who was in the elimination cha- elimination chamber match. Each like all of the every all of the five people because I'm not counting Chris Masters. I'm so sorry. Uh, like you are fine. It has nothing to do with you or whatever. But I'm just saying like Every all of those other five people, you could have broken that out and they could have had five different views that I would have cared about. Like there's so many, like they at that point, they had so much talent that yeah, like what you're saying is absolutely true. Like you people like there was room for other things to do. There's no reason why Snitsky should be in multiple pay-per-views. Like let's just end it there. A lot of there's no reason. A lot of big daddy V. 
while you know I'm sitting Honestly, watching title watching Titus O'Neil save the world in Florida or whatever down where I'm at, but this motherfucker has to run around every 30 seconds on Raw to chase our truth for the 24-7 or whatever. But Snitsky gets a pay-per-view multiple times a year. That's what we're doing. <laughs> multiple Actually, burn. you know what? Now, now that I think about it, uh, another rerouted, and I, I kind of alluded to this earlier, Kane. Kane wins the Elimination Chamber, gets the title, and then Edge cashes in. Because like Kane won it, held it for a day, and then they had the mass versus title match. He lost it. He had like a three-month four-month reign with the world heavyweight title when he was feuding with Undertaker, beat him three up. But, like, I I think giving Kane, like, one more – because Kane and uh, Edge, like, had had the whole Gold Rush tournament finals thing. That was when Lita turned on him. Like, you you could have really extended the, that Edge-Kane feud. Like, I don't, I don't know if you wanted – like, I, just imagining, like, Kane versus Edge for the WWE title at, at Royal Rumble is, like, kind of – kind of yucky. But – I, I think, you know, I think it would have been really, really funny and like, re- like just some crazy shit to have. Because K- Kane was being built up crazy uh, going into that elimination. I don't know if you remember, but he, 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 he was the last one to enter. And like, this was I, his time. This was yeah. like, like this was like, it was, it was moving, it was moving from splitting, it was moving from really splitting Kane away from Undertaker and also splitting Kane away from the big guy, like yeah. actually letting him be a person. Yeah, like I, I, I was, I was genuinely scared. I was like, "Oh, Kane is gonna win this elimination chamber match." Like he's being, he, he's being protected so strong going into this joint. Like the, like, and he's the last entrant, and he's huge. So like him coming into all these tired little guys dealing with Kurt Angle and his submission moves, Chris Masters and his his master lock, Carlito's apples, uh, <laughs> sweet sweet shim musics and fus. Like Kane would have came in a clean house. So so you let Kane have that moment, raising the title up, whatever. I mean, he, he's big, so, like, edge cashing on him, like, something would have had to happen. Like, Undertaker comes back and beats him up, or, like, you know, you, you bring in, like, so, some group, I don't know, like, so someone just comes in and beats Kane up, and then Edge kind of picks picks on his, on his, uh, on whatever's left of him. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that would have been cool as, like, uh, as, like, a impromptu rewrite that I just came up with. I think that speaks to the fact that, like, the problem with WWE at that time is they were just rich with wa- roster. And it was, I think for them, now that I'm thinking about it, like coming out of the late nineties and going into like buying WCW and ECW or whatever, they were like, they're still at that time, this is 2005, 2006, like they're still trying to figure out how to have all these people that are important at the same time. And clearly we can see they were struggling with it or whatever. It's just like, it's just interesting to see how like they were like that back then you go 15 years from now or whatever, and we're complaining about like Carmella matches and not like, you know, really like the main event or whatever. Side note, just want to say, speaking of main event, I just, this just popped into my head. This is super random, has nothing to go with on. Bruh, the pop-up leg drop from Roman on KO? Oh yeah, oh, yeah that was hard. That was hard. I'm sorry, I, guys, people have talked shit about Roman. What more do you want to see? This nigga did a pop-up leg drop. That was the, some of the illest shit I've ever seen. And also, we I can finally say a goodbye fuck you to Huck uh, Hogan's moves and all that other stuff because I finally seen a much better the top tier leg drop a fucking in the he was like maybe I want to say a good like five and a half feet in the air when he did that leg drop. 
Latrell. I'm telling you, bro. Roman Latrell reigns, bro. He's so, yeah, they're, they're moving into they're moving into handling a bigger roster better. But as as we've seen with our resolutions or whatever, they they still got some stuff to do. They were struggling back then, but you know they're a little better now. We'll see. I have one more thought. It's not even edge related. I'll let you go. I know y'all been listening. It's New Year's Eve, whatever. When Roman goes back, babyface. Once he eventually loses to Dwayne, Big Bra, Johnson, does he put the shirt back on? No, you can't. I've asked a lot of people after a lot of you people can't at this point, bro. Shirt back on. Fam, seeing that nigga with his full sleeve or whatever, like that or whatever, and then just like the pants that just let you know I'm just here to fuck you up. And on top of everything, the Thanos glove, nigga. Sorry, okay. It, it can't keep it. keep it forever. You can't. That's what I think this. too, but people think he's going back to shirt. Like they think oh, John Cena still wears jean shorts. This is what I'm saying. Like I agree with you. I'm just saying there's people out there who think that part of like his ethos is the shirt. See, here's the he's problem. He's gonna go back those, to some type of tank top. Those people. I'm my guess is that two things. Those people either one don't run a business or two don't work in marketing or whatever. So they haven't seen piece of Larry June numbers. The numbers are showing that this this Roman Reigns is the one that people want to see. Like and like Armand said, like he has it's the character, like the character. Now even if when Roman goes face, there's gonna be a bad assery to his faceness that they were trying to pull off, which goes back to what we were talking about earlier when he defeated Undertaker or whatever, and it was like, oh, I'm the big dog now that we just couldn't all believe in or whatever, um, that we're gonna believe now, like. Because they've made us believe it. They've shown us him whooping people. Bro, I legitimately thought he was going to win, win that cage match by guillotine um, uh, uh, KO on the ropes or whatever when he had him. I was like, oh, true. shit, this is smart as fuck. Like, yeah, guillotine on the ropes. He Like, the ropes choking him out. You choking him out. This nigga's done. Yeah, that's it. I was like, damn, that's it. That's smart. Okay. Yes, is one. Yeah. And then, like, when KO reversed, I was like, oh. But, like, things like that. It don't like like you said it, that doesn't leave your brain the fact that he right. moves a certain way and he makes these decisions like i think the good thing about here's the good thing about roman going hill is we watched for so many years as roman was like kind of playing that role that he saw john cena uh play where it's just like i'm just gonna go out and give it my all and then you know he gets back. beat up a lot of the match and then he comes out like you know he comes back later or whatever and he's putting on good matches or whatever but now there's like an added layer of depth you know that he's being methodical when he's wrestling now and that's never going to go away which is why it's going to work from now on like i think and also on top of that all the people were hating on roman reigns or whatever just like saying that he should like completely being gone not seeing the potential welcome to the bandwagon niggas ben saw it ben saw it ben saw it yeah um but yeah that's all i had um did not think this would become a a carlito pod but you know you never know what's going to take um Apple a day. Apple a day. I just spin the face of people who don't want to be cool. You feel me? You feel me? <laughs> it's very simple. Yeah. Hey, that's facts. That's Please. COVID. That's pre-COVID. That is pre-COVID. Yeah. <laughs> oh, pre-COVID facts. Give it. That's facts. a pre-COVID giving boy. Facts. Jesus Christ, I think about it. Yo, did y'all see? I'm sorry. I'm, like, people on the pod, y'all gonna have to hear this. I'm sorry, because this was funny. There was a tweet where somebody was saying, like, yo, we really used to just go to bowling alleys and just stick our fingers in bowling balls. And Bro. Just and when you think about that now, if somebody asked you to do that now, you'd be like, are you stupid? <laughs> Yo, so yeah, I hope y'all stay safe. And this year, right, man. Yeah, uh, we want to thank y'all for tap- staying tapped in with the Rewriters Room. Uh, it's been a very, very fun year. We want to thank the A-Show Network, uh, J5 and Meals, for bringing us on, allowing yeah. us to 
for content out. We want to shout out everybody from RNC. There's been a lot of great end of year content. Make sure you check out the A Show's two part uh, end of year episodes. They did the Hot Takes episode that released uh, Tuesday. Uh, last week, they did the end of year awards. Wait, you of said two part episode? Two part. Two Numbers. part episode. No. You feel me? You feel me? We, we don't do it regular over here. Of course, yeah. check out the War Report. Check out RSPN. Check out The Lookout. Check out Black Variant. Late Fees. Recut Gems. It's Ramen like 50. Talk. How many? It's too much content. I don't know anyone doing it better than RNC and, and the A Show Network. Um, again, thank you all. We hope you have a safe, restful, enjoyable New Year's. Uh, Drake might be dropping on New Year's Day. So if you don't have someone to kiss, kiss that Casamigos bottle and then check that Apple Music link. And hopefully Drake's album is there. Uh, I want to give give love to my guys, Chan and CC, my guys since college. Shout out to, to the, the, the group chat, WWE N Nigga Network. <laughs> three years running um and we'll, we'll be back with some more stuff uh to finish up season one in 2021 so thank y'all all and to all a good night happy rusev day as well fuck it have happy rusev day we, we, we just gonna say that happy rusev day shout out to me yo oh, new year's resolution bring rusev back and make it work and make him not be alive no offense i'm sorry oh my god on that note we'll see ya. <laughs>